This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcast, keeping it going here with Yomi. Um, making her return on the podcast. It's been a night of return interviews. We had the tribe on just a moment ago, and you know the founders of the tribe were on about a year ago. And you were on Dynasty Podcast, I want to say like maybe, was it 2015 or 16? Was it 16? I want to say it was 16. Yeah. So yeah. we did one interview in 2016, and that was the first time we had you on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so welcome back. Thank, Thank you for coming you. up. Thanks for having me. Um, how have you been? How is 2018 treating you? Like, what's going on in the world of the of that harpist? Is it the harpist or that harpist? That harpist. That harpist. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, I kind of left 2017 having um, some backup plans, being like, what if these crazy dreams are just too crazy? And uh, I started 2018 off with a slew of some really cool articles, Mm -hmm. just, um, you know, like top performers of 2017, and it's all of my favorites, and then this little scrub harpist kind of at the bottom of the list, or people to look out for, and it was a really refreshing reminder that even though I, I call myself like a bedroom harpist, I do a lot of work by myself, not engaging, there are people watching, so yeah, I've kind of threw away those uh, backup plans at the beginning of the year and decided to go full throttle. <laughs> That's exciting. That's a good feeling, though. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's really important for artists to sometimes just be reminded that people are like noticing them, that they're recognizing the work, all those things, because it's hard to exist in a vacuum. You know, oh, yeah. it's challenging when you don't know. Like, is this reaching anybody? Yeah. Like, Oh, I live in a cave, for sure. So anytime I leave out and people are like, oh, that's the harpist. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. Okay, all right, back to the cave. Let's go. No, it's important to leave the house sometimes and just, like, be in the world and and get to, you know, connect with people and then have them recognize you and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, all right, so you're in a good place now. You know, talk a little bit about kind of what has been going on in your world. It looks like you've been releasing a lot of music. It looks like you've been recording. Like, bring us into kind of the modern... Mm. story of where you are as an artist? I'd say, so I, I've i been kind of working towards being a harpist in Chicago since, mm, what, like 2015 now I started? Mm-hmm. And I say all of that time up until recently was like a time to discover what kind of musician I want to be, what, what my intentions are, just kind of figure out like, why, why am I even doing what I'm doing? Right. Um, I feel like I finally know all of that. So now it's time for me to kind of sit down. I have my intentions. I have my goals. And just let them unfold. So you're really, like, at that time where, like, now you're really confident as an artist and you got your whole kind of mission statement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. talk about getting to that point. Like, what were some of the obstacles in really finding your, you know, I guess your true kind of space with this? Um, I think it took me realizing that, well, harps in general are very healing instruments. Okay. And myself, I find a lot of peace through it. I've Every day that I play the harp is going to have a moment of peace in it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, there's going to be a second that I can just breathe and everything's okay. And I am so fortunate for that. And I kind of learned that 
I'm not the only one who has that experience or needs that. And every time I play a show, afterwards, the response is overwhelming with people saying, I felt something. Right. Something inside of me healed or moved that I didn't even know I needed to be healed or moved. And even if it's one person a show, even if it's not every show, just the fact that putting myself out there could have that sort of response was like... That's kind of enough. I had. I mean, uh, that's huge. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, because you're getting that affirmation that you're connecting with people. Yeah, it's. I think. I mean, the world is definitely in a place where it needs to be healed. Sure. So to be able to find my part in that and be get the opportunity to push it is amazing. <laughs> now you know, being a harp player. Let's just talk about that for a moment because that's obviously a unique instrument. Yeah. Do you find that it works to your advantage or does it work against you or is it both? Where like, on the one hand, you get to be like, hey, I'm not competing with 17 other heart players this in the true. Chicago music scene. Or is it like, it's really hard to convince people that they need a heart player because everybody's used to getting along without one? It's definitely both. Okay. <laughs> um, when I do, I uh, get the opportunity to perform like as a harp in someone else's band. Um, I've noticed that the harp can't, it is a statement piece and statement instrument, and it can't even be overpowering in someone else's performance. And so it's even been like my job as a harpist to learn like, when do I, you know, flex? (laughs) And when do I pull it, like pull it back and just kind of whatever. It's definitely both though. Like I uh, kind of forced me or didn't force me. I decided I was going to start learning bass because I love the experience of collaborating with other artists and I figured you know if if harp can be intimidating sometime then like let me let me pick up something else that you're a little more familiar with and maybe we can build from there and that's the entryway yeah build to the harp (laughs) yeah maybe maybe you let me like groove in the back for a bit and then I'm like hey so I also got this thing over here right how's that make you feel okay (laughs) we're working on it (laughs) yeah you kind of trojan horse with the bass and then bring in the harp yeah a little bit (laughs) now talk about collaborations I remember when we spoke uh the first time you were talking about collaborating a lot with Sean Rosenblatt from Nether Friends. Yes. And I know, if I'm not mistaken, you've done a lot of collaborations since the last time we talked, right? Yeah, we did put out one more album kind of recently. Oh, okay. You and Sean? Yeah. Which one was that? It was called 808s and Heartbreaks Oh, that's right. Yes. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Sean Rosenblatt, anybody who knows Sean, anybody who follows Mm -hmm. Nether Friends... I think he puts out seven albums a day. Um, yeah. Like, that dude is prolific. Like, no one else I've ever really seen on any level. Like, yeah. he just puts out music. Like, there's a lot of people who are like, I live for music, man. And I'm like, listen, man, Sean Rosenblatt lives for music. Because that dude puts out more music than anyone, I think, in the world. Yeah. And he's just always prolific. So, okay, so you worked with Sean. Um, what are some of the other collaborations that you've been up to? Um, as of late, I kind of just have... Um, a few people that I've um, just been working with. My fr- uh, great friend Blake Davis is always kind of at my apartment working on something with me. Or uh, I've been recently doing some stuff with my friend L.A. Van Gogh, who's L.A. Van Gogh, man, blowing it up. Super awesome human. Um, From some, private stock, yeah. Yeah, I just have some a little bit of stuff in the works with a few different people. There might be something with Eltonora coming out soon, which would be wonderful. Another guy we've had on the podcast. Yeah. Too. Like yeah. it's I mean Chicago's small, blah blah blah. We all know that. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking for in the collaborations that you know, are you pursuing these collaborations? Are people finding you? Like how does this work? They're my friends and 
all of us are the kind of people who, when we're hanging out, if we're not being productive, we kind of get anxious or something. It's yeah. like, um, excuse me, like having a great time, like drinking and whatever, but like, are we going to go back to the studio or like, what are we going to do? So it's more so like <laughs> having friends that just are itching for to work to the future and being like, all right, well, is there a way I can help you build on that? No. Well, all right. Is there a way you can help me build on this? Yes. Like, where's that? So it's just become like an, a very just like open community where everyone's kind of plugging in where they're needed or not needed or, you know, how can I help you? Like, whether I'm giving you my harp or I'm holding like a light in a shoot for you, like, you know, it's just being involved. So you're just like down to be that team player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and you were, if I'm remembering correctly, you used to be through, I don't know if you're still doing this, but you were throwing like kind of like, little, like, impromptu jam get-togethers in your backyard, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, that was a bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're still doing that. Yeah. Um, n- I haven't done that in a while, but I was, uh, we were having kind of, like, a monthly jam, and it would be just get a bunch of artists together and see what happens. And my roommate and I have kind of started to do that recently, where you just, like, throw a bunch of creatives in a room and see, you know, just see. Just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> now, you released uh, Goodbye Autumn about three months ago or so? Yeah. Uh, it was like the end of October, begin- sometime in November, maybe. So late late 17. Yeah. And then since then, you've released a few different songs, uh, Fallen, Full Moon Demo. You just released like- I literally just, yeah. Like a day ago. Yeah. I mean, we're on top of it. Like, are you just kind of- you know, throwing out some loose tracks right now? Are they building towards a larger project or like kind of bring us into where you are? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, well, the full moon demo I'm debatably taking down tomorrow unless my roommate's been twisting my arm saying she really wants me to keep it up, but. (laughs) It's really, I mean, I think it's a really sweet song. It sounds to me like it's just like this very soft kind of lullaby track, you know? And then Fallen is like a, a bit more like awake. Both of those songs were really, um, I woke up and was like, I'm going to release a song today, kind of uh, fallen. I had spent the weekend, it was like a Saturday, I made the beat in my friend's basement. Uh, Sunday, I was like, "Mm, maybe I'll write to this. Monday, I um, was speaking to my friend who, um, he manages Classic Vaughn, Mm -hmm. and he was like, dude, I like this beat. Like, why don't you do something with it? Isn't it your birthday tomorrow? Why don't you release it on your birthday? I'm like, let's go. So I booked some time at Classic, got it mixed in like seconds. And then I was like, let's freaking, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then the full moon demo that I just wanted to release for the weekend was something that um, I had made immediately. I immediately got a very strong release from it. And I'm kind of at the point where if anybody else can, if I'm, if I'm healing from my own music, if one other person can heal, then it's worth it to put it out there. So and that's probably like, an indication that other people are. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, I mean, it sounds like you work pretty quickly. Is that typical of your process where you're able to like just conceive of a song in the morning and then like within a day or two it's like out in the world? I definitely can work quickly. It's kind of why I don't leave my house. I get really excited making a bunch of songs, <laughs> but then the issue is, is that you make so many and then some get lost in the shuffle, so... I'm at this point right now where I'm, uh, I do, I am trying to start releasing some more singles. I have a few things lined up, um, coming up and there may be a project at the end of it. <laughs> so it's just kind of TB, TBD. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I want to, I'm 
Yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll see we'll see what Play happens. You. Yeah. Now, what else is on deck for you in 2018? Like you know, collaborations, touring, anything like that. Um, 2018 is definitely gonna be my time to say I have been. I've been sitting kind of on the sidelines a little bit, watching, observing how things work, how I work, and I'm very much ready to shine the light on every idea and everything and really be like, this is why I'm here, this is what I'm doing. So there will be a lot of new music, there will be new visuals, there's going to very soon be a very different set. Everything's just kind of in a transition period, and I'm really excited to kind of come out on the other end and say, hey... That's the fun time. When yeah. You're like reinventing and, and rebooting everything. Yeah. And I already have the vision very clear. It's just a matter of making it happen. Building it out. Yeah. And talk about your live setup. Like, how do you perform when you're alive? What goes into a live harp performance? Um, so it's, it's kind of transformed a bit um, as of late. It started with myself and some looping pedals where I'd loop. Uh, sure. I had a tom drum that I'd like hit the rims of and like make like very simplistic beats and then um, maybe loop some vocals and then I would like jam with harp on top of that. But I had a set at Due Division Fest over the summer where everything that could go wrong went wrong. So I'm sitting in my harp in the oh, chair breaks and my looping pedals all mess up and the chords are like glitching out and I have like the audience even being like, here's an extra aux chord if you, like we're figuring oh, this out God. together. And I just harp and vocal the rest of the set. It was super fun, but um, a kid, like an acquaintance in the crowd was like, you know, I saw that you're really just trying to loop a drum if you want a drummer let me be your drummer. <laughs> so this, uh, I, I gained my first drummer from that. So that really proves everything happens for a reason. There you go, man. And, and is it like when, when everything doesn't work, because I do a lot of work with a lot of different technolo- technological devices, a lot of cameras, oh, yeah. a lot of microphones, a lot of wires. And I've been there. I've been there where it's like five minutes until an event starts, and it's like, um, why aren't any of the microphones working or yeah. whatever? So when you have that happen in front of a large crowd, is it kind of freeing afterwards? You're like, okay, well, the worst happened and I came out of it? Or like, how do you feel in that moment where like suddenly in front of everybody, it's like, oh no, it's that dream I've had. Um, I luckily obsessively practice my sets and to the point where something goes wrong, your, your head's like, all right, well, here's, I'm just going to fix it right now. I'm sure. not even, there's not even a chance to freak out. It's like, they don't know what my set is supposed to be. Nobody knows my set That's but true. me. So if everything just, you know, whatever, then I just kind of like, you know, like I said, I just played the rest harp and vocals. I didn't need the looping pedal. I didn't need to be sitting down. It was just like my preference for that event. But I think everything worked out. The, I got a good laughs out of the audience as I was like, you know, slowly struggling. But <laughs> I'd rather have it be like a comedic harpist than like stressed, like crying harpist. So. Yes, that's definitely preferable. <laughs> Um, no, that's, I mean, that's incredible. And again, you were able to find the silver lining in that and turn that into an opportunity. Yeah. It was awesome to have someone say, you know, I could probably just flesh out what you're trying to do. And then from there, um, I felt comfortable to book my first tour because it was just, okay, it's not me driving around the, you know, East coast by myself. I have, you know, a partner in crime for the moment. And I did that. I had a really awesome response from there. And, um, kind of built up to a full band for a few shows, which was really fun. But um, I'm actually 
uh, really into production. I've been working in Ableton for years, and before that looping pedal messed up, I was really hoping to kind of get to more of like a live production set. So I think I'm finally at a point where I'm less afraid of computers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, less afraid of the things that are could. Why worry about what could mess up? Like, why not just try? Yeah, why not go for it? Yeah. And the worst that happens is you get a new drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, if somebody wants to collaborate with you, if somebody wants to reach out and, and get you to do some harp with their project or anything like that, are you looking for new collaborators and how can they get in touch with you? Collaborations right now are a little tricky because I am putting a lot on my plate. Sure. I am very willing to rent myself out as a studio musician. Um, I feel like I can't give my, like, I don't know. I, I think uh, uh, when I was doing the most collaborations, it was because I was looking to kind of find myself with working through other people. But now that I think I have and I'm so ready to put all of this focus into myself that it's like if you want me to somehow cut all of this energy I'm going to be throwing into my projects, Please make it worth my while. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair, man. But I think I think there's nothing wrong with being selfish with your time. Yeah. I don't mean selfish in a negative way, but this is I, I teach at Columbia College. Uh, it's something it's I not teach forever, my students. but it's just this moment. You, you know, I really want to dive in. Yeah. If you've got something that's like on your plate right now and you're investing in yourself, then yeah, like every once in a while, people are going to be like, "Hey, can you do this?" And it's okay to be like, "You know what? Right now, I'm focusing on getting my own thing going." Yep. That's important. Yeah. Down the road, a thousand percent. I'm not going to always be working on, like, you know, my break, my breakout project. or break sure. th- I, I mean, it's more so I don't think I've ever released a real live album. I've done mixtapes and EPs, and I just want to put something that's 100% me from start to finish out there. That's the next step. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yomi, the harpist, that harpist, where can people find your music? Where can people check you out, get in touch, all that? Um... My music's on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. Um, SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash yomi-music. Otherwise, everywhere else you can look up Yomi. Hashtag that harpist kind of helps me come up uh, pretty quick. That was a mixtape of mine. Um, but everywhere is under that harpist. I'm thatharpist.com, at that harpist on social media. You got all the branding. I know. I keep it simple. <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. Uh, I love it. I'm so glad we got to have you on the podcast. Not yeah. once, but twice now. Yeah, It's really you. cool to check in and hear about everything you have going on. And I'm looking forward to everything you have happening this year as you're you. investing in yourself and making that happen. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Uh, right on. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, everybody who listened and watched. Uh, Natalie, who's on next week? Um, okay, we got awesome. Drea. Yeah, Drea Vibe Dealer, longtime friend of Dynasty Podcast, and I think we're going to have at least one other guest as well. And then I'm at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, middle of this month for my ninth year going because I am insane. Um, so if you're going to be down in Austin, hit me up. Let's hang. Let's do a podcast. We always cover Chicago down in Austin during South by Southwest. I'll see you there. Thanks, everybody, for watching. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.